Yes, we are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toladano. John Wall doesn't need no introduction. It's an insider's look at the NBA and culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick of the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Kalshi. Maybe you thought uh, on the future of TikTok. Will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album win album of the year? Will Biden's approval rating go up? Will it go down? Or inflation? You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. You're smart. You know things. Bet on it. $20 bonus if you go to Kalshi.com slash stereo. Spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. Kalshi.com slash stereo. Get in the game. There is no guarantee of performance. An investor could lose their entire investment. Investment fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at Kalshi.com. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Izadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. All right, the time is here. Listen, the Iron Rapport Stereo Podcast, me, G. Moody, special guest, Artie fucking Lang, Artie Lang, and many more, well, and a few more. We're rocking live and direct Monday, October 30th at the Gramercy Theater. That's right, I said it, Artie fucking Lang, some other guests. We're going hard, body. The crowd's going to be in a frenzy. It's New York. Listen, you know what we do live. You've heard the podcast. When I say there's special guests, there's special guests. Okay? But of course, the stars of the show are G. Moody, Last Name Rhymes with Duty, and myself. The Gramercy Theater, 9 p.m., live podcast and book signing. Bring your books. Bring your T-shirts. Bring your cameras. I'm shaking hands. I'm taking photos until the wheels come off. I'm hanging out with every single person. It's our city. Tommy G is going to be there. And I'm telling you, there's going to be some special guests. Monday night at the Gramercy Theater in Money Making Manhattan. There are a few tickets still available. Go to IamRappaportTour.com. It's going to be a show for the ages. Monday night, October 30th, New York City. You know what we do. All right, on today's I Am Rappaport Stereo podcast... I'm breaking down the wacky, wonderful, outrageous week that I had with my first ever book. This book has both sports rants from the MVP of Talking Trash, 
dropping. I did the Howard Stern show. I did the Andy Cohen show. I did the Wendy Williams show. I fought with reporters. I fought with radio hosts in Cleveland. It was crazy. It was dope. I did book signings at bookends in Ridgewood, New Jersey. I'm breaking that down. We got some mind-blowing sick fucks of the week. And LeBron James did something that is the skinny genification of the NBA personified. All that and more on a brand new hard-hitting smash mouth I Am Rappaport Stereo podcast coming up now. All right, here's something to chew on, okay? Many recent studies suggest that having good oral health impacts your overall health. Everybody should be conscious of taking care of their teeth and everybody should be conscious of having bad breath. Introducing Quip, Q-U-I-P, the new company that's refreshing the way people brush their teeth. Quip is an electric toothbrush that packs premium vibration and timer features into an ultra slim design that's half the cost of bulkier brushes. But don't just believe me, you have to see it and brush with it for yourself. You can even subscribe to receive new brush heads on a dentist recommended three month plan for just $5, including free shipping. Quip is backed by leading dentists and was named one of Time Magazine's best inventions of 2016. That's a big fucking deal. That is a big deal. They won 2016 GQ Magazine Grooming Award and made it on Oprah's list of 2017 New Year's O's. You know her O's list? Well, Quip made it. Look, we don't sell you any whack stuff at the Iron Rapport Stereo Podcast. You want to have a good time? Well, you better have good breath. Quip starts at just 25 bucks. Go to getquip, G-E-T-Q-U-I-P.com slash I am Rappaport to get your first refill pack for free with a Quip electronic toothbrush. Getquip.com slash I am Rappaport. It'll be love at first brush. All right. This is the I am Rappaport Stereo Podcast coming live and direct from the gloom tomb of New York City If you hear Some honking If you hear some construction If you hear some sirens In the distance That's because the window is open On this beautiful fall afternoon The name of the show is The Iron Rapport Stereo Podcast My name is Michael Rappaport A.K.A. The Gringo Mandingo A.K.A. White Mike A.K.A. Mr. White Folks um, I'm going solo on that ass today G. Moody last name rhymes with duty uh, he missed his fucking flight. He was in Los Angeles and he missed his fucking flight. So I had to go solo on that ass. Um, we'll be discussing uh, Mr. Moody's missed flight on the next podcast. Uh, but like Snoop Dogg says, I went solo on that ass and it's still the same. Long Beach TikTok is where I serve my cane. Um. What can I say? I've had a crazy ass week. Okay. My book, this book has balls. Sports rants from the MVP of Talking Trash came out on the 24th of October. And it has been a nonstop whirlwind of shit talking, promoting, um, hobnobbing, arguing, and so forth and so on. 
So, first of all, I want to say all the people that bought the book that have hit me up on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Snapchat, yo, you have no idea how much I appreciate that. Um, obviously, I'm not a natural-born writer. Uh, my name's uh, Rappaport, not Shakespeare. Um, so it was a really, really hard process. We got it done. Me and my man, Mike Young, he was with me, writing with me, doing the damn thing with me in the trenches. Um, so everybody who's bought the book so far, the audio book, hit me up. Amazon, reviews, all that shit, the correspondence, I see all of it. All the people that came out to the book signing out at Bookends in Ridgewood, New Jersey, all the Rapper Pack people that came out there. I can't remember everybody's name, but there was a good handful of you guys. Yo, it's always love. It, it means so much to me, and, and especially with the book, you know, the podcast. I, I, when I'm talking to you, people that listen to this podcast, the I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast, Worldwide Phenomenon, like, you, you, I feel like I'm talking to my people. Because if, if, I, if I couldn't consider you my people, why the fuck would you be listening to the podcast? So I feel like this is home team, home base. So I see all of it. I think I've gone back to every single one of you. Um, I'm glad you're enjoying the book. You cocksuckers. I'm going to YLO my own fans. You motherfuckers. You selfish cocksuckers. You didn't buy my fucking book. I wrote that fucking book with these fucking hands. And you couldn't buy my fucking book. The fucking hardcover. The fucking audio book. You greedy cocksucker. You selfish motherfucker. It's the first ever ielling of my own fans. I don't think any other podcast has ever screamed obscenities at the people that have made the podcast a, a success, but I'm doing it. Listen, if you don't read, I get it. I'm not fucking uh, some uh, literate big-time reader. Get the goddamn audiobook. It's like seven and a half hours of a podcast extravaganza. You could get it on Amazon. You could get it on iTunes. Get it any single... Listen, I can't spoon-feed you, all right? I just want people to have to. Like all the hipster fucks, all the people that think they're so cool, I want them to have to introduce me as best... Selling author, New York Times best-selling author, Michael Rappaport. You know how flattering that would be for all the snobs, for all the motherfuckers that think they're so cool, for all the teachers that called me disruptive. Every single one of them. I want it bad. I don't ask for much. Okay? Nonetheless, the moment has come. The book is available. This book has balls.com. Get it any which way you fucking want, okay? But all the people that have been uh, supporting, shout me out. All you guys. I think I've hit every single person back. So, the 24th arrived. October 24th finally arrived, okay? And um, obviously, I've been talking about it here. And, uh, you know, it, it's been a long time coming. And, and the first hit of the day, the first thing that I was going to do press for and I knew about this for like two weeks, was the Howard Stern Show. Not the wrap-up show. Not just me and Baba Booey, Fafafui, Tata Toothy, Gorilla Teeth Gary, and John fucking Hine 
and those low-life, second-class, second-team fucks. No. The big boy. Okay? The big boy. I was going to go on The Howard Stern Show. And I had a whole day of press set up on the 24th. So when I go to sleep, okay, what I do is I set my alarm, okay? I double-check setting my alarm. And most of the time, I triple-check setting my alarm. Sometimes I'll check it for the fourth time. Because you never want to not wake up when you have shit to do, regardless of the day. But this day in particular, I knew I was tired. I had to get up at 5.45 to be at the Howard Stern Show at 7, to go on the air at 7.30. So the night before was Monday Night Football. I can't even remember what game was playing that night. And there was also basketball on. And I was excited. And I just, you know, I wasn't sleeping good. So I fell asleep probably around 12.31. Wasn't sleeping good. I actually turned on my air conditioner, which was a bad idea. I triple, dipple checked my alarm, 545, which would mean I would get up, shower, clean myself, brush my teeth, you know, get my mind right for a long day of publicity, but get super hyped and and, and prepared to get to the Howard Stern show at 7, probably 645, to get on the air with Howard and Gorilla Tooth Gary and whatever else they had set up, which I'll get to. At 7.30. So I'm not sleeping good. I'm not sleeping good. So a couple times during that, I looked up at the clock. I saw it was like, you know, 3.30, went back to sleep. I was sleeping, but then I was like, oh, it's, it's like 4.47. I'll go back to sleep. Seven o'clock comes. My natural body clock, thank God, wakes me up at seven. I pop up out of the fucking bed. I'm like, oh, shit. Oh, like I literally went, oh. Now, you know, I've had problems with my voice lately. I had no voice. Like I was like, oh, nothing. What the fuck? At 7.01, Jason Kaplan, Elefante, the dusty, dirty elephant from the Howard Stern show. Dude, are you almost here? Howard wants the, sh- the segment to be pushed up early. It's 7.01 now. I am fucking totally naked. Okay. I, I, I'm like in a fucking panic. And, and for some reason, it was a little bit overcasty. And because it's uh, coming to um, daylight savings, we're going to change the clocks. It was dark outside at 7. So my first thing was like, am I bugging? Like maybe it's 7 p.m. Like I went to, like I'm tripping. Because it was like almost pitch blackout. And I'm like, what the fuck? So I, I, I put the phone, I didn't even respond back, brush my teeth, get my clothes on. I had a whole outfit picked out because I think I did on the same day. The, yeah, I had the Wendy Williams show. I had a whole bunch of other shit. So I had my shit all laid out. I'm going to get up at 545, go get my coffee, get in a cab or a fucking Uber, be there early, be prepared, get hyped, get focused for a big day. My book's coming out, blah, 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 blah. It's fucking 701. This fucking fat, dusty elephant. Dude, are you here yet? Or, or dude, are you close? So I, I grabbed the first pair of jeans that I could get my hand on. I didn't even realize that I had left like a little outfit out for myself. Nothing fancy, just a custom shirt, socks, and a pair of underwear. But I had to shave. I had to get up and shave. Fuck the shaving. Brush my teeth, throw on a pair of jeans, throw on a pair of socks, throw on a shirt, grab a sweater, out the fucking door. Get to the elevator in my apartment here in New York. Don't have my phone. Don't have my wallet. Run back into the fucking apartment. The water in my bathroom sink is still running. I didn't even turn the water. 
off after I brushed my teeth. Shut the water, grab my phone, grab my wallet, fuck the elevator, run down the stairs. Fortunately, I ran like, I'm like my zipper's unzipped. My, I don't even have, you know, I don't wear a belt. I don't know if I ever told you guys this. I don't wear a belt. I use a shoestring as a belt. I got that from when my kids were heavy into the skateboarding because all the skateboarders, they don't wear belts. They so use shoestrings uh, as belts because belts I, feel, I find uncomfortable. So I use a shoestring. So I don't even have my shoestring belt on. Run right out of my apartment, past the fucking doorman. I'm in a fucking panic. Fortunately, there's a cab right in front of my house. Go to 49th 6. Fast. Go. You motherfucker, go. I get in the cab. I call Elefante. Yo, I just woke up. I'm in a cab. I'm fucking sorry. I'm so fucking sorry. Please don't, uh, you know, don't, don't do the bit. I'm literally in a fucking panic. Fortunately, it was early. Because for the non-New Yorkers, around 7.15, 7.30, traffic hits. I'm surprised traffic wasn't hitting even at 7 a.m. So I'm in the cab probably 7.06. I'm like, please get there as fast as you can. I'm so fucked up. I can't fucking believe it. I'm in the back of the cab. Well, fuck, screaming, God damn it. So I, I call him. I'm on the way. He's like, all right, relax, relax. Kaplan says, relax, relax. You, you, when are you going to get there? I said, I'll be there before 730. You motherfuckers. Now I blame it on him. I got to turn the tables. You fucking cocksucker said I won't be on the air till 730. You didn't say it would get pushed up early. You know, I think they're doing a fucking another coup on me because I can't trust these fucks at the Stern Show. I don't know what they have in store for me. Okay, I knew they had some game. It's Cocktober. That's the name of the month they call October. Cocktober. Every single thing they do has something to do with cocks. So I'm yelling at him, you fuck. You cocksucker. I, uh, I'm going to be there. He's like, all right, okay, calm down, calm down. Yo, it's your day. Relax. We'll make it work. Get, just get here as soon as you can. He was basically saying, yo, you, this is your day. We're, we're going to make you look good. We're going to make this work. So I, I'm like, yeah, these are my guys, man. We break balls. We fight in fantasy. But my man Kaplan helped me relax. I called my other guy, Brandano. He said, relax, relax. You'll get here when you get here. Just get up here and we'll, we'll get to it. Somehow, some fucking way, I got up into the Howard Stern building, the Sirius XM studio at 7.26. Has to be some record time for that early in the morning. Gave the fucking cab driver 20 bucks. The cab was probably nine bucks. Fucking ran out, ran upstairs. Get up there. I see Ronnie, the fucking limo driver. He's downstairs. He's like, dude. Dude. I'm like, no, fuck, dude. It's my book day, dude. He's like, did you mention me in the book? I go, no, dude. You should have mentioned me in the book, dude. That's what he's saying to me. I'm so disoriented and so freaked out. And I got Ronnie, the limo driver, harassing me and haranguing me with, dude. Now, fuck you, dude. It's, it, it's my day. I'm the writer of the soon-to-be New York Times best-selling book. This book has both sports trans from the MVP of Talk of Trash. Fuck you, Ronnie, the limo driver. Nonetheless, I get up into the, the Stern Show Studios. Everybody's there. Gorilla Tooth Gary, Brandano, um, all of them. John Hine, the whole group. JD wasn't there for some reason. I don't even know if he was, I don't even know if he showed up to work. Okay? They're like, relax, calm down. Gary, 
says, take a sip of water. Take a deep breath. We're fine. You made it. It's good. Everything's fine. I'm like, did I miss out on anything? Or did they, did they cut it? No, we're going to do it. Okay, okay. So I'm trying to breathe, trying to relax. Look at myself in the mirror. I still have toothpaste in the corner of my mouth. I wiped the toothpaste off. No one, no one at that point had, had said that to me. I think they wanted to use that against me. Fortunately, I caught that. They said, listen, you're going to go out there with Howard. You know it's Cocktober. Um, we're going to do a bit. Not going to tell you what the bit is. There might be some nudity. There might be some cocks. Um, you don't have to touch any cocks. I'm like, motherfucker, listen, I, I, you don't have to tell me I don't have to touch any cocks. I, I ain't touching any cocks, Duke. Okay? Yeah, you don't have to touch any. I'm, no, no problem. I'm good. I wasn't going to touch any anyway, even though it's the Howard Stern show, even though he's the king of all media, even though I'm happy to be there, even though I am a soon-to-be best-selling author, I ain't touching no cocks, and I don't need any uh, like little instruction manual uh, on whether or not I, I'm going to touch them or not. 7.30, 7.33, 7 I walk in there, boom, in the Howard Stern studio, there's fucking Howard, there's Robin. I've been on there a handful of times. Obviously, recently I've been on there a lot, but most of the time it's by phone call. So when you're actually there with Howard Stern, yo, I've been in a lot of situations. I've been fortunate enough to, to do a lot of shit. It is surreal when you're in there with Howard Stern, at least for me. Like, I'm bugging. Because first of all, you see him. And 99% of the time when I listen to Howard, it's radio. So when you're seeing the voice come to life, he's got the hair, Robin's... In her little, in her little section, Howard's like giving me love for the book. We're talking about the book. I'm calmed down. I'm bullshitting around. I'm bugging. I'm like, yo, this is crazy. And I think I said that, yo, this is fucking crazy. Finally, you know, the bit starts. Sal Governal, the great Sal Governal, who wrote the infamous uh, Baba Booey song. Ababa, booey, bop, bop, ba, booey, ta, ta, tuti, fa, 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 foo. I said Ababa, that song. We all know it. Him and Richard Christie come out to do coctionary, which is a version of Pictionary, but they're going to paint with their cocks. These pasty, white, shriveled dick fucks come out butt-ass naked with microphones wrapped around their midriffs and this whole thing goes on. Anyway, it goes off without a hitch. It was a great bit. They were all super nice to me. It was dope. It was fun. Download the episode. Howard Stern, Sirius XM. But the, that was just a crazy way to start the day. So I'm on there for a half an hour. Walk out there with Gorilla. John Hine. Every, everybody was there. Except for fucking JD for some reason. He, he didn't want to come out and greet me on my, my book release day motherfucker but it'll hit me three to four times a week about making some fucked up trade with him in fantasy football but he didn't want to show up for my my, my, my opening day uh, for the book alright listen mybookie.ag holiday cash you need it I know where to get it mybookie is the place to score serious cash on your sports predictions believe it or not the holidays are right around the corner. And while that means plenty of parties, gifts, and spending, it also means there's a lot of football, basketball, college basketball, hockey games you could score big on every single day. Man up 
and play like the pros on game day. You can play the money line, side, or total. My bookie is your hookup for all of your betting needs and offers fast payouts when you win. Look, where you bet is just as important as who you're betting on. If you want to make money by betting the games, you got to go to mybookie.ag, the only site that I would recommend. I trust them, but you don't have to trust me, okay? Check them out for yourself. They have odds on every matchup and a mobile site that makes wagering on your smartphone a breeze. A breeze. Join now and MyBookie will match your deposit with up to a 50% bonus. Use the promo code RAPAPORT, R-A-P-A-P-O-R-T, to activate the offer. Visit MyBookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid at MyBookie.ag. But that's how the day started. I was totally disoriented, totally off my shit. And now I have a whole bunch of press to do. And look, I'm not complaining. I'm just saying, I'm just telling you what my life is and what my day was like. So we leave there. I got to get in a cab to go to the Wendy Williams show. Okay. Matter of fact, we didn't even get in a cab because we knew there could potentially be traffic. I get in the fucking subway. All right. And I head down to the motherfucking Wendy Williams show. Get there early, on time, but I'm still, like, when you wake up like that, you're still disoriented. So so every person uh, that I run into that'll listen, I tell them the story about how I woke up. I don't know why I keep repeating the story of how I woke up. I even actually, I think I told Howard how I woke up when I was on the Howard Stern Show, but I'm continuing sharing this disastrous, frightening Ferris Bueller uh, like days off, like Ferris Bueller's day off way of waking up. Get to the Wendy Williams show. Producers come in. And the way the way they do these shows is, and I knew I would do good with Wendy Williams because I fuck with Wendy. Um, I know she's a, you know, she's cool. I just knew we, we, we would click. And, and, and her staff told me she was a fan, so I knew it was friendly fire. Because when, when you're doing a talk show, with, with motherfuckers, like, it's like a rhythm. Like, you, you know, you get out there, there's like a live crowd. Um, you know, some of it is is sort of, it's not pre-planned, but they have a pre-interview. And a pre-interview for a talk show, like, a couple of days before, they'll call you up and be like, all right, so you have your book coming out. Uh, what was the p- process of writing the book like? And I'm not going to answer it literal. And I'm like, yo, I don't have any funny stories about the process of my book right now. Uh, what else you want to talk about? And so then they were like, well, Wendy knows that you are married to a black girl. I was like, all right, I got some shit for that. He's like, well, what is it? I said, I don't want to tell you about it. I said, but if she asked me about it, I got some shit for that. And he's like, all right, fine, fine. You know, they always want you to sort of like do your, do your shit that you're going to do live for them. Like it's been, I'm like, my man, don't rookie me, Duke. They were actually really cool. He was cool. But he's like, all right, and what about housewives? So I, t- I talk about, yeah, I could fucking, we could talk about housewives all day. Cool. He's like, what about, um... A few other things, and they just want to get in the in the ballpark of what you're going to talk about. Now, if you go off the script, a good talk show host won't get rattled. But some talk show hosts can't flow like that. Like my man Craig Ferguson, uh, who used to have his CBS show, he didn't even do a pre-interview. He just wanted the free-for-all. When I did the Stephen Colbert show, 
some of that was free for all, some of it wasn't. But, you know, like I could tell he was like, oh, shit, he's cursing and all that. But they also told me to curse. I talked about that on the Iron Rap Porcario podcast. Whatever. So, but I just had a feeling. I said, they said, Wendy's excited. She's a fan of yours. I was like, dope. I'm a fan of hers. You know, I know she likes to talk shit. I like to talk shit. My name in my book is This Book Has Bulls. Uh, sports rants from the MVP of talking trash. So I have to show, I have to show my ass. I got a book coming out called the MVP of talking trash. I have to get busy all week. Anything that has to do with talking trash, whether it's housewives, whether it's LeBron James fucked up hair, whether it's the Knicks, I'm ready to rock all day, every day to promote this book, to let people know that yes, I am in fact the MVP of talking trash. So all the people at Wendy Williams show were very nice, nice to, you know, very excited for me to be there. Made me feel very comfortable. Um, I get my, I had about a half an hour to chill, got my fucking head together, repeated the same story that I repeated to you about waking up late. I meet Wendy's husband who's, who happens to be from Brownsville, which we talk about a lot on this show. Because G. Moody, last name rhymes with duty. He's from there. I grew up out there. I have a lot of affection for Brownsville section of Brooklyn. We had people in common. He's the same age as me and maybe a, a year or two younger. Um, another one of his friends who worked at the show, Wendy Williams. I can't remember his name either because I was really fucking razzle-dazzle moving 100 miles per hour. He played ball with me and G., and all of our other mutual friends in Brownsville. So I was like, this is cool. I feel comfortable here. Just, just from those who's in. The producers were cool. Everybody was nice. Everybody was, uh, was very gracious. Get my shit together. I actually did a, like a radio interview with some, some thing in between. I'm getting ready about, about 15 minutes before the, I get ready to go out to do the live Wendy Williams show. And it's bumping in there. The music is bumping. Like the stage is, I think, downstairs. But you could hear the shit rocking. Like boom, boom. I guess they play music. Um, you know, when the show is about to start to, to, to get the crowd warmed up, to get everybody excited, but they're playing like that 90s shit. I'm hearing Biggie, but I'm just hearing like, boom, boom, because it's downstairs, but you could hear like, boom, Biggie, Biggie, give me one more chance. Biggie, 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 give me one more chance. And I'm like, okay, this is going to be dope. So 15 minutes before the actual Wendy Williams show starts, and I'm going to be on 15 minutes into the show. So a half hour before I'm about to go on, the producer comes into me, he goes, listen, I got a note from our lawyer, that you can't curse. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Now, he's not being a dick. He's just re relating it to me. I'm like, yo, I I'm not a fucking clown. Like, I, I know it's the Wendy Williams show. I know it's during daytime television. I know it's not cable. I know it's not uh, a podcast. I, I know he's like, well, you know, she just wanted to make sure that you're aware that you can't curse. I'm like, I can't even fucking believe that. A lawyer is saying that to me. So I'm like, where the fuck is this lady? Because I, I want to have a, I want to have, a, I want to break her fucking balls. I'm the soon-to-be New York Times best-selling author of this book has balls. Sports rent from the MVP of Talk. This is my fucking day. Okay, I don't need to be ridiculed and criticized. Okay, so so um, the lawyer comes down. I go listen, lady. Uh, I know how to fucking speak without cursing. Okay. I know what the fuck I'm doing. She's like, I know. Well, you're not actually the, the first person. You know, we've had to tell other people before I go. Oh, well, I'm not other people. I'm fucking Mike Rapp. I'm the gringo man fucking dingo. We told this one. We told that one. We gave the same talking to, to Wanda Sykes. I go, oh, 
That's my girl, Wanda Sykes. I go, what did Wanda Sykes tell you when you told her not to curse? Well, she cursed me out. I said, well, I'm going to do the same thing. Get the fuck out of here. So she could tell I was playing, but I was like, are you fucking kidding me? So I tell the producer, I go, listen, man, I'm going to curse on the show. He goes, all right. He goes, as long as you curse just once, it's fine because we have a 10-second delay. I go, okay, good, because I'm going to curse because now I feel like I have to curse because I didn't know people expected me to curse, okay? And I didn't know people thought that I couldn't talk without cursing. She says, yeah, you could do one curse. We'll beep it. So I go out there with Wendy and I say, Wendy, you know, the crowd's going fucking crazy when I come out there. They go crazy for everybody, but they were excited to see me because Wendy was excited to see me. And they know the gringo man, Dingo, had his book come out just hours before the show. They know the gringo man, Dingo, doesn't fuck around because this is what I was saying about the Bill Simmons thing a couple of podcasts ago. When I come on the Wendy Williams show, of course I know it benefits me, but I know I'm going to turn up because I want it to be the best fucking Wendy Williams show segment that I could make it. So the crowd is geeked up. I'm geeked up. I come out there. I tell Wendy, blah, 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 blah. Your lawyer is breaking my balls. These motherfuckers thought I couldn't curse. Crowd laughs. Wendy laughs. She goes, oh, no, he didn't. You know how she talks. We do the segment. You know what I do. The dingo tore shit down. Told a couple of jokes. Miles, play the little segment from the Wendy Williams show. Now, how long have you been married to this lovely? We've been married now uh, almost a year, but we've known, we've dated for like seven years. So we, we, she was actually my, my first real girlfriend when I was like 21, 22, 23. But then you took a wife. I, I, got, I made a mistake. I married a white girl. Boom. So I did the damn thing. It was fantastic. Couldn't have been more uh, gracious and, 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 and happy to have me on the show. I was, of course, excited to be there. Left there. Felt like a champion. Gave everybody high fives. Said goodbye to Wendy's husband. Said goodbye to my other dude from Brownsville. Went about my business. It was a fantastic episode of the Wendy Williams show. And I was happy to be there. I fuck with Wendy Williams. Then I proceeded to do more and more and more radio interviews. So now when you do radio interviews, they're by phone. So I, I do radio interviews with people, local radio in New York. I do radio interviews, radio interviews with people in Chicago. Now it's probably like around 11 a.m. East Coast time. I'm doing radio interviews from this one, that one. Each one's about 10 minutes. They're all asking me this, asking me that. Um, the day before I had done the Breakfast Club interview with Charlemagne the God. Shout out to those fucking guys because they gave me crazy love. They gave me crazy love just in general and for the book. It was dope. I didn't know what to expect because they, they fuck around with people. And I told them, I said, game recognizes game. I didn't know what to expect. Nothing but love. Tore it up in there. Talk shit in there. But the day before when I had done the Breakfast Club, I had told the story that I believe I've hinted at on this here I Am Rapport Stereo podcast. If you've been rocking from the beginning, I've insinuated this. If you've come to see our live shows, I've insinuated then. But I said I was going to really break the whole shit down in the book. Not that I need motherfucking LeBron James to sell my book. But like I was like, yo, if I'm going to fucking tell that story, I'm going to tell it in my book. So I had told the story, which is in the book. 
which I'll share with you guys for the people that are listening to the podcast, the greedy cocksuckers that won't even spend the fucking $13 to buy my fucking book. He fucks you. I yelled you, you cocksuckers. I'll do it again. I'll fucking do it again. So at the 2010, I don't even fact check shit out of my own book. I mean, the 2010 or the 2011 celebrity all-star game, LeBron James disrespected me and my kids. He disrespected my kids. I don't care about me. Fuck them. Fuck him. Fuck his hairline. Fuck his fucked up shoes. Fuck his over-groomed, over-manscaped beard. Fuck him. But he was rude to me and my kids at the Celebrity All-Star Game. Now I am, of course, a former Celebrity All-Star Game MVP. That's my house. So at that game, which I wasn't playing in, who the fuck knows why they didn't want me back? They wanted somebody else to win the MVP that year. Whatever. I was there. I did some on-air commentating uh, with ESPN at the time. I think with my girl, Michelle Beadle, who I fuck with hard body karate. After the game, LeBron was at the celebrity all-star game, which is for the fans. It's not even a real fucking game. Okay, I know I have the MVP trophy. I know it's not a real valid MVP trophy. Okay, I'm just sharing that with you people. Because this is the Iron Rapport Stereo Podcast. Walked over with my kids, who, by the way, have met everybody. They're not impressed, okay? Their father is the coolest motherfucker in any room that they enter into, no matter who the fuck is in there, including Princess James. I don't even think they asked to go meet him. I said, yo, we're going to go say what's up to LeBron. That's it. What's up? Pound. Boom. Eye contact. Smile. Keep it moving. I walk over, this motherfucker turns his back on me and my 11 and 9-year-old son, who may have been 10 and 8, because I don't fact check. And I was like, oh, shit. Bitch, please. He looked me in the eyes and turned his back on me and my motherfucking kids. Fuck that, bitch. My kid's face dropped. My face dropped. Their face dropped more because my face dropped. And that's when shit got personal with me and LeBron James. There you have it. Okay? But the point of the matter is, when I was doing the press the next day, the 24th, the book day, the day the book came out, everybody had heard about it because it was the breakfast club and like the shit was on TMZ, the shit was on TMZ Sports and people fuck with the breakfast club hard. So every interview I do, they, they're asking about it. So I reiterate the story, whatever. It's so cool. I'm selling the book. I brought it up. You know, I, I, I'm not surprised. I'm telling the same story. I must have done, by, by 2 o'clock, I did like 15 radio interviews, all of which are about, you know, 5 to 10 minutes in length, talking about that, telling the, what, why to buy, what's, a, what's so good about the book, what are you up to, white famous, blah, 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 blah. So I get to about 2.30, 3 o'clock, some clown, some cornball, I don't even know this motherfucker's name, on an NBC sports radio show, he insinuates during the beginning of the interview, before he even says the name of my motherfucking book, this cornball, who I, I seriously don't know what his fucking name is, insinuates that I was lying about the story and that I made this shit up. And I'm like, Duke. He's like, well, no, no, no. 
You brought your kids into it. I said, yeah, I brought my kids into it. They're my motherfucking kids. It really happened. He's like, well, you're saying it happened. Now, my man, hold the fuck up. I ain't saying shit. I'm telling a factual truth. Real news. Anyway, he's like, well, so what else are your problems with LeBron? So I go overall, you know, because in, in the chapter on the LeBron thing, most of it has nothing to do with basketball. And I'm not going to bore you with the big three shit. We talk about it all the time. But I break down some reasons that have to do with basketball. I break down that LeBron James unfollowed the Cleveland Cavaliers while he was on the Cleveland Cavaliers on some Gwyneth Paltrow uncoupling shit. Whatever. It's my book. The shit's dope. Shit's funny. And homeboy starts something. He goes, well, you know, he didn't invent the big three. I go, if you're going to try to compare the Boston uh, Celtics to LeBron, he goes, I'm not even going to do that. What about the Shaquille O'Neal, Nick Van, Ensk- Nick Van Exel Lakers? I go, no disrespect to Nick Van Exel, but what the fuck is you talking about, Duke? Them dudes ain't Hall of Famers. Bosh, D-Wade, Hall of... Anyway, we get, we get into it, and money winds up hanging up. All right. Ain't no skin off my back. I'm like, I hope you play the interview because you're but a soft. The point is, is that a couple of these radio show dudes, they tried to get crunk, tried to talk out of pocket with me, the gringo mandingo, and I let it be known. Listen, I'm a guest on your show, okay? I'm a podcast motherfucking beast. I'm an award-winning director, and I got my book out. If you want to talk shit, you need to touch gloves before you talk shit. Otherwise, I'm taking it to your chest piece. Could I had some other fucking clown in Cleveland try the same thing? Some bullshit local Cleveland motherfucking radio station. You know he's a, a LeBron groupie from Jump Street. He's like, he's not even saying the name of my book before I get it. He's like, the name of the book is Sports Rants from the MVP of Talking Trash. I go, nope, Duke. Nope. Say the name of my book. Sports rants from the MVP of Talking Trash. My man, say the name of my book. This book has ball sports rants from the MVP of Talking Trash. That's right. Put some respect on my name. I think this guy's name is Sports Tony or Tony Sports. Some fucking clown. He's trying to talk out of pocket. I had to flip on him on live radio. Went right in his chest piece. Told him, I said, listen, my man, I've been around a lot of talent my whole life. You don't have it, okay? You're not going to disrespect me when I come on your show. I'm the motherfucking guest. I can't curse because it's live radio. And I'm like, yo, if the shit is going down during the interview, we're all going down. That's how I do it. You see, you're not going to play me to the left or the right on live radio. You're in Cleveland. First of all, you're in Cleveland. Second of all, you're in Cleveland. Third of all, it's my day. My book is coming out, and I'm the guest on your show. You think I would ever have any guest? See, I'm not with that, you know, that okey-doke. I'm not with that got thing with people that come on my show. If any guest ever comes on my show, unless we're doing the shame game or unless we're calling a troll, and even then we're nice to them, I'm going to treat them with the respect. They want to promote some, they could promote some. But I don't even do that. People that I invite on as a guest, that's because I love them. But local radio, they're going to have all sorts of people. Some they like, some they don't like. But they're trying to get fame off the name. I said, my man, it's not happening, Duke. I said, check this out. I've been around a lot of motherfucking talented people. You don't got it. You don't have it, my man. So all your aspirations, all your hopes and dreams, you're trying to disrespect me, the gringo man, Dingo. It's not happening, Duke. 
I don't know what his name is. You can listen to the interview. I kept it rough, rugged, and raw. I think his name is Sports Tony or Tony Sports or fucking guys might not even, name might not even be Tony. But he's from Cleveland and his name is Tony. His life is fucked up. Anyway, the point is, is this. This went on from Tuesday to Friday, nonstop. All these shows, pushing the book. I went to see my man Adam Shine, who I love him. Went on with Boomer Esiason, WFAN. The Tiki Barber Show, but it wasn't Tiki and Tierney. Tierney bitched out uh, because last time I was on his show, I told him I was going to play him in one-on-one. So when I had to show up to do the show, he said he had a bad back, played himself. I went on with my man Boomer. I asked him straight up, yo, how much do you bench? Because I fuck with Boomer. I like Boomer a lot. But he's always asking people how much do they bench. I asked him first, how much you bench? See, I brought the fight to him. All these shows across the country, everybody was great. Dallas, Portland, fucking Carolina, Florida, everywhere. But by the time Friday night came along, Friday night the 27th, my jaw locked up. Literally, I had locked jaw. I I didn't know what to do. I had just, just done the Drinking Bros podcast. My man came to the crib. We, we, we rocked for an hour and 20 minutes. Then I did one more phone interview with a guy from Portland Sports Show. And literally after that, my shit locked up. Like I was like, yo, my, my shit's fucked up from talking. Like I realized like, and it wasn't my voice. My voice is fine because, you know, I've struggled with my voice. It's like a muscle. It's like I overused the muscle. Like my shit was broke. Like my jaw was locked up. That's the only thing I could say. Needless to say, I recovered. And I'm back. And despite the fact that G. Moody, last name rhymes with duty, missed his flight and couldn't make it for this year, I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast, I'm holding it down. I'm doing the damn thing. And I'm even going to do some sick fucks solo on that ass. Miles, let me get the sick fuck of the week music. This award is earned, not given. It's called the sick. This guy's really sick. Lock him up. How could you do it? Don't let him out. Damn. You fucked the dog? You what? You fucked the dog? Why would you fuck the dog? Why would you fuck your girlfriend's dog? What sick fuck? The sick fuck of the week. It's earned. Earned. Not given. You did what? No. 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 Yes, the sick fuck of the week music this is of course is an award that is earned not given it is an award that is earned not given it goes out to a certain person with a certain je ne sais quoi first sick fuck of the week is Houston Texans owner Robert McNair he owns an NFL football team yes Robert McNair you are the sick fuck of the week in regards to the protesting and the kneeling that the football players have been doing. We've been discussing it. People have been loving it, hating it, debating it. Robert McNair, another old cracker from the old school of old school of crackers said in regards to the players protesting, we can't have the inmates running the prison. Robert McNair You cracker motherfucker, you. He donated $1 million. That's a fact. I'm breaking cardinal rule number one of the Iron Rap Port Serial podcast. I even fact-checked that. 
McNair donated $1 million to Trump's inaugural committee. Fuck you, you old school. Django Unchained. Cracker ass cracker Robert McNair. You are number one sick fuck of the week. One of the best things about all this protesting is because you're seeing the true colors of some people come out. What is your problem with the protesting Robert McNair? You racist motherfucker you. You have no regard. You can't have the inmates running the prison. Fuck you cracker. Sick fuck of the week number two. This guy might be the sick fuck of the year. Possibly the sick fuck of the last five years. A renowned veterinarian. A renowned veterinarian. That is a doctor who treats and cares for animals. In Trenton, Missouri. Dr. James Thompson. And if you look up Dr. James Thompson, he really, truly looks like a sick fuck of the week, but you never would have thought anybody could be this sick. After several dog owners filed complaints about their dogs suffering from anal bleeding, it came out that this sick fuck, Dr. James Thompson, was having sex with dogs consistently. He has been accused of having sex with more than 300 300 dogs. This, I don't see who's going to beat this guy. Now, I don't have our list of sick fucks of the year. This sick fuck had sex with over 300 dogs. Over a period of two weeks, Dr. Thompson was filmed sexually aggressing 19 different dogs, mostly smaller breeds like miniature poodles and chihuahuas. He would put a cone-shaped collar around the animal's necks so he wouldn't get bit. Then he would grab it and then have sex with it in various positions. Need I say more? This motherfucker's crazy. 352 criminal charges have been filed against him. Yo, my man, Dr. James Thompson, you, my friend, are the sick fuck I'm going to say it. You're the sick fuck of the year. (laughs) You're making me have a coughing fit. (laughs) You sick fuck. You dog fucking cocksucker. You're making me have a coughing fit. I don't see how this guy could be beat. Holy shit. They're saying the number of victims, the victims being the dogs, could actually be over 5,000. This guy's been in business for years. My man, you are getting a full-blown Wonder Bread bag and olive oil treatment. If you think there are not dog lovers in prison who are going to take offense to what you did, you have another thing coming, you sick fuck. You, Jesus H. Christ. Third in the Bronx where G. Moody, who missed his fucking flight, resides. Sedgwick Avenue. Residents are tossing shit, human shit. They're calling it poop in the paper. I'm saying it's shit because I could say what I want on this year I Am Rapport Stereo podcast. 
because they have been forced to share one bathroom during apartment renovations. Listen, I am a self-described shitter in public. I do it when I have to do it. If you've never listened to the I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast, I suffer from ulcerative colitis. At times, against my will, I will shit on a freeway. I will shit in a public park. No one's ever seen me. I have the three-point system. I get myself against a wall, hopefully maybe two walls, to lower the percentages of ever getting caught. It's not something I'm proud of. It's something I live with. And if need be, I will shit in public. I will shit in a flower pot. I will shit in a corner. I will shit in a park. I will shit on a 101 freeway. That's just me. Point fingers, judge, if you want. You don't know what it's like to live with ulcerative colitis. Knock on wood. I'm in remission right now. Knock on wood. But these animals are shitting out the window. Some of them are shitting out the bag and then throwing it out the window. Why don't you go on the corner like I've had to do? I get it. I get it. It must suck having to share a toilet and a shower with the entire building. Go on the corner. Use the three-point system. I won't charge you. Okay? And if you're going to shit in a bag, at least have the decency to put it in a trash can. Don't throw it out the window like a fucking sick animal. You sick animal, you. Finally, the third sick fucks. These are, this is the true essence of, of really sick in the head. Obviously, we all know and have grieved and have been frightened and been scared and concerned about everything that's happened in Las Vegas with that terrible shooting three weeks ago. One of the survivors who got shot in the head has been slammed, ridiculed with death threats by conspiracy theorists who said the whole thing was made up. This young man's name, I can't pronounce it correctly. Brandon, I'm just going to say Brandon because I don't want to disrespect his last name. He's been harassed all over Facebook, all over social media. I hope you really get shot. I hope you die, you piece of shit. This whole thing was made up. You're a liar. This is the kind of sick fucks out there that think this was staged by the government. Really? It was staged by the government, you sick fuck? You fucking animal? These people should be locked the fuck up. Forget taking away their social media rights. They should be locked the fuck up. That they actually think this is a staged thing by the government. So where are the people that died? Sicko, sick fuck, animal, dog, mutt, liar, con. There you have it. Those are the sick fucks of this week. All right, what else is going on? So, uh, obviously the NBA is underway. Um, unfortunately, I couldn't make it to uh, Barclays the other night, a couple of nights ago, to watch the Brooklyn Nets beat the brakes off the Cleveland Cavaliers. Word to my moms, I was going to go out there with my broom, sit courtside, and heckle the shit out of LeBron Blames. Shout out to everybody in Barclays. Shout out to my man D'Angelo Russell. Shout out to the young rebuilding Nets doing their thing. The day of the game, LeBron James said, 
that the last thing he wanted to do in his NBA career was shoot 80% from the free throw. My man, why the fuck can't you shoot 80% from the free throw? You should have been had done that. Okay? And that very night, versus the Brooklyn Nets, when LeBron James was at the line, he could have tied the game. The motherfucker missed his first free throw. You nervous, Duke? You ain't never going to shoot 80% from the free throw, missing the first shot of a free throw when you could have tied it up for your team. The next day, this motherfucker tweets. He tweets, happy birthday, young king, to Lonzo Ball. The rookie on the Los Angeles Lakers. He tweeted out, happy fucking birthday to a rookie. Now, people ask about the skinny genification of the NBA. That right there is the epitome, the guts, the heart and soul of the skinny genification of the NBA. A motherfucking rookie, you're tweeting him, happy birthday. You're supposed to be busting his fucking ass. Rookies are supposed to be the first ones in the gym. My man, Rick Mahorn, told me stories about when he was drafted into the NBA, the shit that he had to do, he had to carry the team's basketballs. They didn't have ball boys and all that fly shit. And if they did, it didn't matter. The rookie had to carry the team's basketballs, 12 of them, in a couple of basketball bags the whole season. I'm not saying you got to haze and humiliate these rookies, but remind these motherfuckers that they're rookies. Don't tweet them happy fucking birthday. See, this motherfucker thinks he's Jay-Z. You're not Jay-Z. You're not from Brooklyn, LeBron James. He's out there at the Barclays Arena, like, moving around and shit. Like, you're not from Brooklyn. I guarantee you this motherfucker never been through the streets of Brooklyn. Okay? You're from Akron, Duke. You're, You're corny. And you're softening up the NBA. You're tweeting a motherfucking rookie, happy birthday. See, you're supposed to be Patrick Beverly in that ass. You talk all that shit about Steph Curry and this one and that one. You try to talk greasy to little six foot three, 180 pound Steph Curry, yet you're tweeting this fuck boy, Lonzo Ball, happy motherfucking birthday. Did you send him some balloons and flowers also? You corny motherfucker, you. See, that right there is the 24th reason why you'll never, ever, ever be like Mike. Of course, the 23 other reasons are well documented in this book has balls, sports, rants from the MVP of Talking Trash. I'm out. My name is The Gringo Man Dingo. Okay? This is the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. I told you once, I told you twice, we are going to be at the Gramercy Theater the 30th guest will be there special guest will be there the Gramercy Theater in New York City 9pm live and direct tickets are available at IamRappaportTour.com G Moody will be there God only knows who else is going to be there the Loopy Blogger is going to be there Miles Jordan special guests will also be there I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast rate, review, Give us that love. You fuck you. I'm out. Miles, give me something real funky, real proper to take us out of this show.